Alice Cooper's Solid Rock Teen Center gives back so much to the Phoenix area community. Uh, they're also working on expanding to Mesa as well. There's a lot to talk about here and a lot to learn um, about what that organization actually does. Uh, this is a two-segment episode. In the first segment, we'll have Randy Spencer, who actually works at the Solid Rock. And in the second segment, we'll have Sophie Dorston, who is actually a student that teaches and has performed there and learned quite a bit as she's been there. So this is going to be fun. Buckle up. Stay tuned. We're ready to rock. Welcome to the Song and Verse Podcast, a discovery of God's Word, one song and a few verses at a time. Here's your host, Rockin' Odd Todd. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Song and Verse Podcast. I am your host, Rockin' Odd Todd. We are so happy you've decided to join us today. This is a fun episode. We actually have two segments in this one. And the, the focal point of both of them is the Solid Rock Teen Center, which is a part of Alice Cooper's Solid Rock. Now, Alice Cooper's Solid Rock is a nonprofit organization, and I'm just going to read real quick what their mission statement is. Like all great ideas, Solid Rock began on a simple premise that inside every teen there is a purpose. It all begins with hope. A faith-based organization, Solid Rock's primary mission is to make an everlasting difference in the lives of teens by helping them meet the spiritual, economical, physical, and social needs of teens in the community by offering a safe, engaging environment during non-school hours. Maintaining a teen's worst enemy is too much time on their hands. Solid Rock provides the music, arts, vocational, programs, and fellowship that challenge teens to discover their passion through music, dance, video, and sound production, self-expression, and creativity. So there you go. Solid Rock does everything they can to try showing teens how life should be lived and how to live it to the fullest. And in the first segment of this episode, we'll be speaking with Randy Spencer, who is a consultant for the Solid Rock and works with the community to try bringing awareness and some sponsorships in as well. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did, and thank you for watching. And with that, we have a very special guest today, Mr. Randy Spencer from Alice Cooper's Solid Rock. And you'll know that we've been working on this fundraising task that we're doing for them right now. And so we, we asked to bring Randy on board here. And we've got, this is two-segment interview. We've got Randy first, and then we'll have Sophie a little later today, who's one of the students that works with the Solid Rock. So how's it going today, Randy? It's good, Todd. Thanks for having me. We appreciate the opportunity to be here. Oh, this is so great. This is so wonderful. So, you know... I've seen a lot of what the Solid Rock does, but I'm not going to be anywhere near able to put it in words that you could put it into. So if you could, just spell out a little bit of what you guys are doing there. Well, we sort of describe ourselves in many ways as a rock and roll boys and rock and roll themed boys and girls club. Mm -hmm. um, our teen center in Phoenix is about 28,000 square feet. And wow. that is just filled with kids um, hanging out and they can do anything from play foosball, jam on an open mic stage. They can record their songs at no charge. They can hang out in an art studio and learn from renowned artists. They can take dance lessons. If they've never picked up a guitar or bass or sang a song, they can take vocal or bass or guitar or drum lessons. They can learn how to do lighting and audio. It's just this whole cool creative landscape 
for kids just to be able to hang out and spend their time and they can learn the arts or they can just hang out and play video games or they can just spend their time and just get to know new friends and spend their time with friends. We have kids that literally do all of the above at our center. So it, it sounds like, you know, not only can you, so, so, okay, let, let's say that they have, they have a guitar class or lessons that they do once a week there. So they can just come out and hang out even if they're not there to do that for the day. Yeah, people can just come and hang out. It's a community center. So teens often just come in and do their homework or they just want to spend time with friends or they just want to play a video game or they just want to maybe embrace um, just jamming guitar on the floor. They can just literally do anything they want. We always tell people if teens are spending time in the corner, even taking a nap, they're safe and they're in a safe atmosphere and they're in an atmosphere of grace and love and we're happy to have them. We have one teen he comes in four or five days a week. He literally sits on a bench in our hallway, wow. in our entryway. And we are, he listens to music sometimes. Occasionally he takes an art class. Occasionally he takes a, uh, a drum lesson, something else. But he is just super, we call him the security guard. So he is our guard and he's content and happy doing that. And you know what? He's not in the street. He's not doing something negative with his time. Mm -hmm. And if he's content at that stage in life at coming to our teen center and wants to do that, he's welcome. The other thing about our teen center is we are all inclusive. And what we mean by that is any teen is welcome as long as they're ages 12 and 20. They could be trans, they could be gay, Native American, Christian, Jewish, Muslim. They could believe in the devil. They could believe in nothing. They could be from a rich home, from a poor home. As long as they're a teen, ages 12 to 20, we have every facet of life that walks into our building and we just show them grace and kindness and love just like anyone else hopefully would. Yeah, definitely. And that's, you know, that's all we're really asked to do. I mean, it's, you know, it's pretty Im imperative that, uh, you know, we're called cause I, cause in, in your all's, um, what bylaws, you, you guys are a Christian nonprofit, what 501 C three. Is that correct? Yeah, we do not hide that we are a faith-based organization, but we do it in a very subtle way. We just, believe and just living it. And if kids have questions, they can ask us. And we certainly um, communicate our belief and our faith, but you won't see scriptures on the wall. You sure. won't see Bible studies. You know, our staff, they listen to ACDC. So they wear ACDC t-shirts. They also listen to cool bands like Skillet and POD, but we're real and we're, 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 we're human people. We just meet people where they're at. And if they have a question about, you know, why we act a certain way or how, we've overcome some things in our life and how we've handled it. We incorporate our faith, you know, into that. Many kids come to know, you know, Jesus through our teen center or some kids have told us, you know, I'm not really quite there yet, but I'm willing to church and I'm willing to learn. And we do what's called an alpha program where it's a worldview of life. And we have communication with a lot of kids about what they believe because we can learn, you know, from them as well and apply that um, with the gospel toward a future message for those kids. Right. And, and I, th I think that's, that's just beautiful and brilliant because, you know, I've kind of embraced this term that I, I guess I kind of coined it myself in some ways of just covert Christianity, but it's not really covert. It's just living the scripture out without using words, so to speak. And, and when, I think when you do that, when you actually walk in and meet somebody with the love of Christ, 
they're going to notice that difference and want to know what it is anyway. And then you have the ability to talk. It's meeting them with respect and grace first, like you're saying, you know. That, that's so important. And just meeting kids where they're at. But just sometimes we don't really know where we're at in life, right. even if we're older. Definitely. And it's a gradual process for all of us. And we have to rewind in our mind and think, what was I like when I was 12 or 14? What was my belief system? What was my ideology? And I was, you know, personally, I was mixing it up with a lot of, you know, different things because I really didn't have a lot of spiritual guidance and leadership. And then eventually I came to a finite decision that Christ was real and that was going to be the path that I pursued in my life. But it took a lot of mixture and experimenting, so to speak, of dabbling in this and dabbling in that to come to that conclusion that, you know, faith in Christ is very real to me personally. So we have to show that and honor that to other people as well. Well, yeah. And I, and I think it's important to be available as that dabbling's happening. And that's what you guys are doing. You know, you're there when, as they have questions and things of that nature. And a lot of kids don't have that. They, when they have those questions, they, they find them in the wrong place or don't really have anybody to answer them, so to speak, you know, and it's not that we have all the answers, but you know, centers about kids can come and take a bass lesson or an art lesson and they'll be like, you know what, I'm really, and in the middle of that, they just tell the instructor, I'm really struggling and I'm really going through some things, especially now with the whole COVID-19 situation and racial tension and all these different things that are going on in our culture. Kids need to talk and a lot of times they don't have outlets and the, and the, sometimes they don't trust their teachers or sometimes they don't have good relationships with their parents. So we could be providing them with really good adult mentorship and giving them insight in those areas. No, that, that, that's so cool. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm glad we got that, you know, we're able to really kind of touch on that and talk a little bit about that. Um, so Randy, tell me, you know, walk me down the road a little bit of how you became involved with, with uh, the Solid Rock and, you know, maybe a little bit about what your experience has been. Yeah, I've been working in the music industry for about 30 years, probably more than that. I'm an old fart of sorts. Um, <laughs> So I've been working in management and I had a record label years ago, uh, back in 95, that was a, a deal with Warner Brothers, WIA, and we put out about 14 records in four years. One of those was an artist named Israel Houghton that's gone on to a lot of national prominence and done very well. We had a band called Viva Voce that backed up the shins in Saturday Night Live and they ultimately signed to Barsook Records, Death Cab for Cuties label. We put out Ashley Cleveland's record, um, one of her albums, and won a Grammy Award for that. So I was very fortunate at a very young age to work with a lot of renowned uh, musicians. We had people like Chris Eaton, who did duets with Amy Grant on one of our records. We put out the last studio album with McCall, who were one of my favorite bands. I listened mm, to them on yeah. a very regular basis. So we were very fortunate. And that gave me a lot of great insight on recording and distribution and a&R and marketing and then I parlayed that into opening a management company and over the years I've been involved in managing a lot of different people like Brian Setzer of the Stray Cats and one of his management companies and a band called Noise Ratchet that I helped get signed to American Records with Rick Rubin and in Christian music I've managed a lot of people like Michael Sweet of Striper and Kevin Max of DC Talk and was a part of uh, managing Mark Bird when he wrote a song called God of Wonders and that ended up becoming a very oh, successful yeah. album on City and a Hill. And then I've managed obscure, wonderful bands like the Butthole Surfers and doing stuff with Marcos Curiela POD. I was actually responsible for helping to renegotiate his deal to put him back into POD, which was a great 
privileged to be able to be involved in that and cementing their relationship in a lot of ways to be able to heal and reconcile them together. So, and I've also done a lot of things like music supervision and TV commercials where I help assist getting songs and commercials for brands like TaylorMade and Wiener Schnitzel and Callaway Golf. And I did a Toyota Tire spot about a year ago. And so I've been very privileged to do a lot of great fun things in the music industry. And so that really kind of ties into your Alice Cooper uh, position there where you can, you can tie in a lot of those things that you've done in the past into what you're doing there, correct? Yeah, I worked in Nashville and San Diego, grew up in Phoenix, and I ended up moving back to Phoenix about 10 years ago. And one of the things that Alice Cooper's Teen Center does is a music competition every year. Mm-hmm. And the winner of that gets to open for Alice Cooper at our big Christmas concert, which we can talk about that, that later. That's a big event with about 2,500 to 5,000 people every year. That's our main fundraiser. And I was asked to be a judge about seven years ago, eight years ago at that competition. And that's how I got introduced to all the staff. And through that, I started volunteering and loved the organization. And eventually it felt like it was a fit for me to join their team. And I was fortunate they asked me to be a part of what they were doing. And it's a great privilege to work here. And I can apply a lot of things I've learned in the music business to be able to help a lot of kids and mentor a lot of kids and create a lot of opportunities for the teens and the charity through a lot of, all of our team has great phenomenal experience and we work so cohesively together. That's so important to work as a team and apply all of our gifts. Our, our dance director has been a renowned choreographer globally for you know, 30, 40 years all around the world. And he's phenomenal mm-hmm. you know, at what he does you know, with the teens. And I can't do that. That's not something you right. know, that I have the gift of doing. And then Joy is amazing at administration and reaching out to a lot of the people in the community and keeping us all aligned, so to speak, as a staff to make sure we, you know, do things uh, correctly. But, you know, we just have this amazing team. And of course, Alice and Cheryl, you know, have so many great gifts and their leadership. I've learned so much from, from them. And, you know, we could learn so much from I can learn from everybody, you know, I think. Sure. Well, and, and this, that really kind of falls in line with, with what song and verse with the podcast ministries, blog, all that stuff's all about is finding unity through diversity and, and knowing that we all have a place and to support each other in those different roles, you know? Um, And so, so, you know, we're, we're doing this, this fundraiser and we're really trying to get the Fridays with Alice uh, Facebook group and the Facebook page, the members of that community will be sharing it out to other Alice Cooper groups. We really want to try, you know, and, and get some fundraising in because we know it's been a really, really rough year, but what are some other ways people can give back? You mentioned, you know, the Christmas uh, gathering, but what other fundraisers are there during the year and, and what else can be done? Well, people can be involved in, in so many different ways. I would just say, Letting people know about our organization is a really integral part because a lot of times, even if you live in Arkansas or Cincinnati or Sweden, you may know someone that lives in Phoenix and they may have access to a team that might not know about our organization. So telling people about our organization is great. We always welcome financial contributions, but if people have insight, like what's one of the most amazing things about our board and our volunteers? We have a dentist that comes out and he cleans kids' teeth for free. Wow. We have a family doctor that ended up to be a CEO of a major medical group, you know, very similar to, you know, 
um, Blue Cross and Blue Shield, a very national organization, Banner mm -hmm. Medical Group, and he provides medical assistance and insight to our teams and to our staff from time to time as well. So anybody that really has a, a contribution of something, whether it's insight, we welcome that, whether it's a financial donation, letting people just know about our organization. Some people want to donate, you know, a specific thing, like I have an extra guitar, or last week we had a donor ship over Anita Strauss Ibanez guitar just so the teens can have a really super cool, you know, guitar. Or maybe somebody, wow. you know, we had somebody last week us um, mail some chocolates to Alice and Cheryl Cooper. So they sent over a bunch of extra chocolate for our teens and our staff. And that was a big, you know, yeah, lift, definitely. lift me up, so to speak, from having a really tough day of sorts. Who doesn't right. like chocolate, eh? <laughs> so that's awesome. That's really cool. How can they get in touch with you guys? And I'll make sure it goes in the description too. But if somebody wants to try, you know, hey, we got something to give. We really need to talk, that kind of thing. Where can they get in uh, contact with you? Well, they can either call us at 602-522-9200. That's our office number. Okay. Or they can send us an email. Uh, we're very accessible on our website, which is alicecoopersolidrock.com. And you can reach any of our staff members on our website. And you can see all of our pretty slash ugly faces on our website. Awesome. Uh, so, so let's go down that COVID road a little bit. How, how have you guys been able to navigate that? And, and what you know, is everything starting to open back up a little bit? How are you working with that? Late March, we decided to close the teen center, which was very difficult for us, but it was the right thing to do as a community because we saw so many things happening with this pandemic. But sure. one of the things that we instantly started doing is we responded to teens online. So we started doing online music lessons, online dance lessons, online art, we started creating social media videos, which were just kind of anything from like really serious to people like Glenn Sobel, Alice Cooper's drummer doing drum tips, yeah. to really wacky stuff, to one of our staff people playing guitar on top of a truck, uh, to playing drums on top of the roof and jumping into his pool. Just keeping kids <laughs> engaged. We started um, calling teens to see how they're doing. Yeah. We started playing video games with them online. And then one of the things that we started doing as well is we did a music series where teens started performing about four o'clock Arizona time. And it was mostly guided toward teens to be able to see the other teens performing. But we had people from all over the world tune in on Facebook and Instagram. And we did about 50 of those performances during the quarantine, so to speak. And our staff worked at home for about seven, eight weeks. We did all that online. And then we slowly opened back up as a teen center about six weeks ago and we're normally open two to eight and it's open for them the kids can come anytime they want but we started scheduling lessons maybe two hours at a time and having groups of kids come in at six ten at a time and social distancing spacing them out and it's been challenging we've had to learn overnight how to be a digital teen center how to be a distance teen center and we're very you know connected with our kids with high fives and fist bumps and oh yeah hug and, and all that. So we've had to adapt with that. Um, but we've also done some really cool things. Like we've just did a TV commercial mm -hmm. here with social distancing, of course, but we had about eight to 10 kids in the commercial with Alice Cooper mm -hmm. uh, promoting a new uh, milk chocolate bottle that's coming out at Arizona retail stores with nice. a really cool dairy company that does a lot of bottles for the Arizona Cardinals and the Suns and 
the Arizona Coyotes and they decided to release an Alice Cooper bottle that's coming out in early September and the proceeds of that go to our team center. But we did a, it's really cool because we try to integrate the kids with as many things as possible. Now, is that, is the milk something that everybody can get or is that only a Phoenix area thing or? It'll only be available in Arizona, but what the dairy decided to do is they're releasing a limited edition bottle only that does not have milk in it. And we'll have that on available online at the end of August. Uh, more information about that, but it'll oh, look, definitely. It'll look incredible. So anybody can order that around the world. And I'll show you an example. Mm -hmm. This isn't ours, but this is a Phoenix Suns Gorilla milk bottle that they release. And that's the Suns in the back. So ours will have an image like that of Alice Cooper and our Alice Cooper Teen Center logo will be on the back and there'll be a description of the charity and a text message number that kids or parents can go to and then a video pops up about the teen center. So a lot of it is not necessarily only generating revenue for us. It generates awareness in the sure. community and that's free advertising. Like two years ago, we created an Alice Cooper Arizona lottery ticket and they printed over a million five hundred thousand tickets in the state of Arizona with Alice Cooper's image and they put our charity description and our logo and information on the back of that. So with all the media coverage we got with that, it was a major free advertising campaign for us, but it was also really wonderful, of course, to receive a donation and more. So many people heard about the Teen Center for the first time as a result of that campaign. Yeah, and I mean, what a cool business card too, you know, a lottery ticket or a milk bottle, you know. <laughs> and it was really cool, you know, the, one of the great things about the Arizona lottery, as many state lotteries do, is they put that money back in the community and it goes into schools, yeah. goes into fire, you know, departments, it goes into helping other nonprofits. And so we've generated five to $7 million in revenue for the state of Arizona for other nonprofits and other educational opportunities for other people to thrive, not just ours. And we're really about win-win and giving back here as much as we can in our community. And we don't want to just have things be one-sided. We want things to be mutually beneficial for the community. Sure, definitely. And Touched it's wonderful of Alice that he's willing to do those things and have a lot of those things be uh, beneficial for the team center because that's not something that the Alice Cooper uh, character has to necessarily do, but he really has a heart and yeah. Cheryl has a heart to really give back to the team center. So if we have opportunities like that from time to time, we can leverage Alice Cooper's fame uh, for good for the kids. Absolutely. You know, I, I watched an interview with the two of them where they were, they were, um, you know, announced as kind of like missionaries of the arts. And I'm like, that's a beautiful term of, of the way to put what they do and, you know, how much giving back they do. So um, very, very, very cool. So during the, the, the COVID thing, like you were talking about, you had some artists perform on there, which was a very uplifting moment during the day. Um, but I really noticed that they collaborated with Alice and his family on U2's 40. So how did that really kind of come about? Well, we wanted to provide hope any way we could. And one of the things that we tried to do is we did all those performances and you're right, many people said it's the, it was the highlight of their day and they started tuning in all around the world and we wanted to do something versus nothing. So we all had teens who are extremely talented and they're willing to give back and they're willing to get exposure for their music. And I'm personally a really big U2 fan and I love that oh, yeah. song 40. That song Definitely. is so uplifting and it's a big part of their concerts and people are so familiar with it. So I just talked to our team and said, I really have this idea. 
you know, I call them the Brady Bunch videos because there's all those multiple boxes. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I really want to do a Brady Bunch video with U2 song 40 because that's such a really cool song. It's a spiritual song, but it's not like in your face spiritual. It's just, right. you know, it is in a sense because it's straight out of the Bible or Psalm 40. Sure. But I thought it'd be so beautiful if the teens could perform that song and if we can get Alice and his family to sing that song with them. And fortunately, everybody agreed. And the teens didn't know that Alice and Cheryl were going to be in the video. So when we edited it and released it, the teens saw that the Cooper family was a part of it. So that was a fun surprise for the kids. Oh, that's so cool. And, and you know, like you were saying, you know, it doesn't really matter what faith in life you're in. It, the, the Psalms and Proverbs have so much wisdom anyway that, you know, you can't go wrong pulling out of there for a little bit of uplifting you know, message anyway, but, but yeah, that's so cool. And, and you too, I love you too as well. So People, um, you know, we did another really fun video too, that we partnered with David Elson's foundation, who's the bass player of Megadeth. Right. And he does online free music lessons like us. Um, and his, his organization is amazing. And he's a really good friend of our organization. And Alice has written a forward to his book and et cetera. So we do a lot with him. But we did a video of YYZ by Rush. Oh, yeah, the, the, the instrumental. Yeah, one of our teens uh, played drums, a kid named Christian, who's phenomenal. He won our music competition a couple years ago. And Conrad Varela is mm -hmm. like this guitar shredder, 18-year-old kid, like a Steve Vai, Joe Satriani. And yeah. then we asked um, David Ellison to play bass on it, but he was just about to go to the studio with Megadeth, so he wanted to do something else down the road. But... We ended up getting uh, Ra um, Diaz from Suicidal Tendencies to play bass. Wow, really and cool. And he's got this mega cool story that he grew up in Chile and he always wanted to be in a famous rock band. And one of his famous, one of his fa favorite bands was Suicidal Tendencies. And he always thought, one day I want to join that band. And then Robert Trujillo left the Tendencies to join Metallica and Ra got an audition and he got in the band actually, which is a, really cool story but he just loves our organization so we had the kids do the brady bunch type of video that's um, that's yeah. that's so that's so cool that's just incredible and and you know like you said you've got the ability to do all those things and not only you know you can teach these kids how to do that while it's being done for the organization as well so yeah it's really amazing it's multifaceted in a lot of ways there's a lot of purposes to do those but we've gotten a lot of views for those and they've been really fun and we'll do more of those down the road no, definitely. That's cool. And, and like you were saying earlier, this has really kind of opened up some, some doors anyway on some different ways that we can work a little bit too. So people always have to be creative and evolve, whether it's the depression a long time ago, whether it was 9-11, right. whether, you know, whatever the challenges we face as humans, hopefully, and I believe God is the most creative. He's the author of creativity. He created the stars and the moon and everything. He created the whole entire world. So he gives us the ability to be creative and that's a wonderful, you know, gift. So hopefully we can use that within the responsibility we have as our organization to be able to do really cool things and help people. Exactly. Exactly. So as you guys are going, you know, about your business there at, out at Alice Cooper's Solid Rock, do you have people that are like wanting to join in and kind of be a part of it all and, you know, maybe come in and work with the teens or put on a show, stuff of that nature? Well, we've done so many different types of things. For example, uh, Debbie Sledge of Sister Sledge has performed on stage with teens mm. during our music competition. Sister Sledge was recording at our studio a couple months ago, and they invited Jafar Pullen, who's one of our teens, to watch the session. But then they asked him to sing vocals 
uh, in the middle of the session on, on their album. So that's pretty amazing. You know, we've had, you know, opportunities like Taco Bell is one of our sponsors. We just got a grant from them and we're very thankful for what they do for us. They've given us opportunities for teens to create art and they print them on t-shirts and then Taco Bell employees wear them or we pass them out in the community. And that's pretty incredible. Rob Halford from Judas Priest did a private concert here for 300 kids last year and rehearsed with five of our teens and five of our teens performed with him on stage. So that's been pretty amazing. We've had Alice on stage with many of our kids. Yeah. And then we've been really fortunate to have a lot of our teens perform in the community. So our, our dancers have performed on stage with Alice and they've opened up for Jeff Foxworthy and they played a lot of like really big events like Phoenix Comic Con. And we've had a lot of bands and solo artists open up for Jackson Brown and Newsboys and Social Distortion and Chevelle and ZZ Top. And then we do a lot of spring training baseball games. So the kids do the national anthems for the Dodgers and the Cubs and the Diamondbacks. So throughout the year, we always have opportunities. We did an art mural a few months ago for the Arizona Coyotes. It's a huge Alice Cooper art mural piece with him holding a hockey glove and five pucks are flying outward at him. So it's like a 3D <laughs> experience that's yeah. being hung in the arena. So for teens to be able to be a part of things like that and for them to get a credit and a resume for their resume is really incredible, but it just gives them confidence and it gives yeah. them opportunities to know that, hey, I can learn something and I can actually do something with my art skills or my dance skills or my music skills. And it's just a great privilege and honor for us to be able to do that and integrate the teens in the community. No, definitely. And, and that's, that's really cool to, you know, like you said, just to give them the confidence because that's such a rough age. And in this whole COVID thing, you know, we've, we've got kids of our own uh, ranging from age seven up to 12. And it's like, I, I feel the worst for them, you know, to just be plucked out of their social groups and their development process to just really kind of sit home and not really do a whole lot. Um, it's tough, really, really tough. So it's so challenging. And that's one of the reasons that Alice and Cheryl wanted to create this teen center. So kids have a safe space to spend their time and be able to have a creative outlet because music for all of us, whether we're playing it or listening to it is so therapeutic and so healing. Yeah, definitely. So let's say that there's an, an actor or somebody out there that wants to partner up with you and, you know, bring their show in. How do they get with, get in touch with you the same way that we talked about with donating? Yeah, they just call us. I mean, last year, for example, a guy named Bobby Steele called us. Hey, Bobby, if you're watching, uh, he's based in New Jersey and he plays in a band called The Undead. And he called me and said, hey, I used to be in a band called The Misfits and can I come over and jam with the kids? So we put about eight kids in a room with him. Um, so we have people like that do that all the time. John Five was willing to do that a few months ago uh, with us. He plays guitar for Rob Zombie and he used yeah. to play for Michael Manson. And we did a great uh, live concert with him. And we have all sorts of people from all walks of life come over and help kids. So yeah, they can just email me directly. My email is randy at alicecoopersolidrock.com. And if anybody just wants to reach out to me, you can contact us on our website or just email me directly. And we're happy to talk and have a conversation and see if something makes sense. Perfect. That sounds great. And, you know, just to wrap this up a little bit, you know, like, like Randy was saying, monetarily, that's a great thing, but just 
just spreading the word is a big deal of making sure that, that people know about what Alice and Cheryl and the great group that we've got, that, that they've got out there at the Solid Rock with Randy and Joy and Jeff and a few of those other people that, you know, what they're giving back to the Phoenix area is, is a big deal. And as many people you can get involved, it is wonderful. And, and Randy, I see this as like a blueprint for a lot of other cities to, to really look at and, and think about, you know. Well, we're very thankful. We're opening our second teen center at the end of this year or early 2021 in Mesa, which is about 20 miles east of Phoenix, where we're at now. And we've had calls literally from all over the world mm. uh, for Alice Cooper Teen Centers. And in the right time, we'd like to have additional centers. But we want to be very responsible and do one center and second center, you know, very well. But one of the cool things just to end is a nonprofit reached out to us in Scotland and they offer mental health uh, through music for wow. teens. And they asked us if some of their teens could collaborate with our teens. So we started doing Zoom calls. We've done about three of them. We have about eight kids on our side and about seven or eight kids on their side. And they just have an open forum and talk. And then they've been exchanging messages on Instagram and email. They've been writing songs together and collaborating, performing for each other. At some point, we'll do an in-person exchange that the kids can perform here and some of our kids can perform in Scotland when we're permitted to do so. But it's just amazing to see things like that come up. And it's been really phenomenal to watch those conversations. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, as we move forward, you know, the world has gotten to be this really smaller place through the, through the internet and everything. But, but this is the kind of stuff I want to see more of. I, I'm tired of seeing so much, you know, pessimism in the world when there's so many optimistic and wonderful things actually happening that are bigger and better. So... And our um, teen center has been, been literally life-changing. We've seen kids literally tell us, you know, I don't cut myself anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't do drugs. We've had several teens that have told us they've not committed suicide as a result of coming to our teen center. And what an honor, you know, for our staff yeah. and our teen center to have this vision and idea to have a teen center and then to see it literally be a life-changing space. You know, we're looking forward to helping more teens every single day as much as we can. Definitely, definitely, Randy. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show and really kind of spelling out it all for us. And, you know, hopefully we can get some people involved and, and you know, make, make more everlasting differences, you know, down the road and keep this ball rolling. We appreciate everyone's support. And thanks again for donating to us. And thanks again for supporting us. And if you, anyone has any questions, they're welcome to call us and we're happy to talk to anyone. And so thanks for what you do, Todd. We appreciate it so much. No, it's great. You take care, Randy, and this is Rockin' Todd signing out for this segment. We'll catch you in the next segment. Mahalo. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Song of Verse podcast. Hopefully it was an uplifting, honest, and meaningful experience for you. We do accept donations. If you feel led to give to the Song and Verse Ministries, check out songandverseministries.com slash donate for a number of different ways to give back. And also be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We hope you tune into the next episode of the Song of Verse podcast. Until then, keep searching for the DNA of God's Word found flowing through song.